Welcome to the Kingdom Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Anderson, and I help exhausted moms put an end to what's stressing them so they can regain control of their life. Be sure to check out our popular free training, How to Put an End to What's Stressing You, at kingdommompodcast.com. Are you ready to take back your territory, Kingdom Moms? Let's begin. Hey, hey, Kingdom Moms. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Mom Podcast. If you have not already hit the subscribe button to this podcast, you are definitely going to want to this week because you are not going to want to miss these next few episodes. We had the honor of interviewing Natasha Drisdale, the author of The Wise Wife Blueprint, and we sat down and man, we just really got to talking and um, this is easily going to be about four episodes worth of a conversation with Natasha. I absolutely love her book. I talk a little bit um, in the first part of this interview about my hesitations about reading this book um, and why I absolutely love it. I really think that these next few episodes, if you really give them the chance, if you really kind of set um, your ego aside and you listen with a humble heart, this could be literally legacy shifting for you and your family and your marriage. I can honestly say that all of the principles that Natasha and I talk about in these next few episodes are really truly what saved my personal marriage and hundreds of marriages that we personally know about. So um, grab a notebook Um, If you have not ordered your copy of the Wise Wife Blueprint, be sure to do that. We're going to have a link to it in the show notes. I believe that we have an affiliate link. Um, If so, we will have that link in the show notes. You can, if you want a signed copy, be sure to use that affiliate link. Otherwise, you can also find the Wise Wife Blueprint on Amazon and you can download uh, the ebook version for Kindle. So without further ado, let's get started. So I am so excited for this interview and I, it's been a while since we've actually done an interview on the podcast, um, especially like a series. Cause I have a feeling this is going to be a series of interviews with miss Natasha, uh, who wrote the wise wife blueprint. So Natasha, welcome. I'm Thank super you. excited to talk to you. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm beyond excited. I've been looking forward to this. So, okay. Now I'm going to give a full disclosure and I've told Natasha this. I was super duper hesitant to read this book (laughs) because anytime, I don't know what it is. It's like anytime that I see something that's Christian, that's going to be talking about gender roles and talking about what it Mm -hmm. means to be a good wife. I'm just like, Oh Mm -hmm. gosh, this is going to trigger something in me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I had a friend who was like, Lindsay, you have to read this book. You have to read it. And I have to say that I literally read this book in less than 24 hours. I wish it was longer. Like it was so good. (laughs) I ate it up and I am so excited about this book. I think every Christian woman needs to own a copy of the wise wife blueprint and read it over and over and over again, because Natasha, you do such an amazing job of balancing holding women accountable to what the Bible says and also talking about tough issues like abuse, Mm -hmm. narcissism, things like that. So Mm -hmm. first of all, I would love if you would just 
share with us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey as a wife. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So I've been married 20 years this year, which is kind of shocking because it doesn't feel like I'm old enough to be married for 20 years, but um, we've had two different marriages. So I often joke that I've been married twice, but to the same man, because we literally had a completely different marriage in the first 10 years than in the back 10 years, in the most recent. And um, I got married really young, you know, classic, good little Christian girl, got married 19 and immediately felt disillusioned and disappointed with what marriage ended up being. Um, just felt completely hoodwinked. And actually Tim, my husband, she'll hear his name a lot. Um, he, you know, now we're very open about our story and that's why I was able to write this book with his full support. But now, you know, he'll even admit, I totally bait and switched you, you know, um, into thinking you were getting one thing because I don't think either of us was really honest with ourselves, never mind with each other going into marriage. And I just had all these preconceived ideas of what a godly, quote unquote, godly marriage is and what a quote unquote, godly husband is. And wow, <laughs> I was very disappointed. Um, you know, no one tells you, I, at least no one told me growing up in the church and let's be clear, my husband, and I met in a worship band, right? So no one tells you in the church about addiction issues or about intimacy issues or about neglect, neglect, or just even just how to communicate with different personalities, which I talk about in the book, um, to sort of be able to understand each other. And then you're also just trying to figure out who you are. And it was just a recipe for disaster. And so I basically just did marriage the way and life really the way that the world tells you to do it but even the church like there were things I did that I felt were condoned by the church that actually ended up being so wrong and sabotaged my life my future my legacy the legacy of my children um and so I just I think I wrote this book well, I know I wrote this book because after so many years of women coming to me with pretty much the same root problems, but with just different flavors, right? Um, there's only so many like root issues that can be wrong in a marriage, but ultimately like there's a lot of different flavors. And, um, and I just kept saying the same things over and over again. And I had a hundred percent success rate. Like every woman who applied the principles that I had learned in my wife boot camp experience of basically going through a separation, living as a single mom for a year, seeing my husband with other women, knowing that my marriage was dead and over, waiting for the paperwork to be completed, and knowing that I was a, a, just another statistic, that I had failed. And I think um, after going through that, and learning the principles that are just right there in the Bible, nothing, nothing new. I didn't make them up myself. 
Um, but really going through that and then sharing it with other women and some of their stories were even worse than mine and seeing it redeem the most dead marriages and the most dead hearts. I, I just finally said, okay, this has got to be in a book (laughs) because I can't share it enough, you know, with, I can't reach everyone, um, one-on-one, which I did. I did with dozens, if not hundreds of women who would call me out of the blue because they had heard from so-and-so and so-and-so that I had gone through something similar. And could you help me? I'm, I'm lost. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. And I'm so confused. The church is telling me to do one thing. My pastors are telling me to do another. My friends are telling me to do another, but I just know that nothing is peace. Nothing's resting in a peaceful way in my heart. Like when I hear these suggestions on what I should do with this addiction problem or this, this thing my husband's dealing with or this, whatever, fill in the blank. And let's be honest, it's vulnerable to share your life story and to put it out there. And the only reason that I finally said, well, not the only reason, but the big reason I finally said, okay, God, I'm with you. I'll do it now. Is A, my husband was a hundred percent supportive and B, I started to see that I had a hundred percent success rate. God has a hundred percent success rate when you're willing to do the work and apply the principles. It works every time. So, um, and so that's how the book came about. So this is one of the reasons why I've been so excited to have this conversation with you, because I really think like this is legacy shifting stuff Mm. that we were talking about here. This is like generations being affected by this information. And when I was reading your story, I was just like bawling because it was literally the exact same process that God Mm. took uh, me through as a wife, because we had, you know, like you said, there's so many symptoms that come from mm-hmm. the same root issue, you know, addiction, um, adultery, all of these things. And they really let finances. Oh my gosh. That's a huge one. Yep. And yep. they come from like these same core root issues. And I'll never forget when I finally clicked with me, what God was telling me my role was and what I needed to do, what my job was, what my job wasn't right. Mm -hmm. What was his job versus what was my job. And I went through that same process and our marriage completely changed. So Mm -hmm. this stuff, like this is real. And like, when you said God has a 100% success rate, like, yep. It's so true. So I have to know, I want to know, what do you think were some of the kind of false things that you learned or some of the bad advice that you heard about what's a godly marriage or maybe some of this stuff that Mm -hmm. was maybe well-intentioned, but ultimately was kind of bad advice that led nowhere? Yeah. And that's a great question. And I will just go back quickly and, and point to say uh, on your legacy points. It's so, I don't want to skip over that because that is so on point. <laughs> um, this is legacy. Listen, God says, I hate divorce in Malachi. He says, I hate divorce. Why? Because I want children from a godly union. So God is literally saying, I believe that God is saying, and I've said this to so many women, you, if you get divorced, there's healing for you. There's, there is there is, there is grace for you. And, 
And I have many women who are divorced who've read this book and, and said, wow, I wish I'd read this before I got divorced. But you know what? There's healing for you. There, that wasn't your story. That wasn't, that wasn't your path. That wasn't your journey for whatever reason. Don't live in that. Just move forward, learn, grow, move. But there's a price to pay for our actions. There's consequences, right? And the thing that got me through some of the darkest, loneliest, most hopeless moments of my story, I, I'm going to be so blunt and honest. It wasn't God sometimes. It was my kids. I wish that it was God. I mean, I wish that I could be that, you know, really great rock star Christian that was like, I'm going to do this for Jesus as unto the Lord. And like, that's amazing if you can, but I'm not that strong. And there were times where God used my kids. It was the only reason that I took another step forward because it is a legacy thing. I knew that while I could heal from a divorce, my kids would never fully heal. They're innocent bystanders you know, that would have been sacrificed on the altar of my own feelings and of my hurt feelings and of my desires. And I, my heart goes out to anyone who's listening, who does have children, who has children, who's been divorced because you know, and you see every day the price that they're paying and there's healing for them, but they'll always have, they'll always have that lingering residual effect, that impact. And then of course, for us, when it comes to legacy, um, we had another kid. I mean, 13 years later, after our twin boys, who were three when we separated, and four when we got back together, <laughs> and six when Tim finally loved me again, and eight when he came back to the Lord. Um, but, you know, that was it for us. And then 13 years after having those boys, we now have Abigail Jolie, who's our daughter. So again, I look at her every day as a complete testament to why I fought, why I didn't give up. And so thankful that God took me through and he will, he's so faithful. He'll take you through if you want to. So <laughs> essentially like, you know, you, you said like you had these ideas about what was a godly marriage mm -hmm. and you even like maybe re received some really well-intentioned advice that kind of led nowhere. Right. So mm -hmm. what, what were some of those kind of like misunderstandings that you had about marriage? The crazy about it is that a lot of times it's not even someone it's, it's, it's subtle messages, right? So we grow up, I mean, even just in our own world, like we're getting messages all the time. And a lot of them are subtly conditioning us. And I was subtly conditioned just by growing up in the church. And I don't think it was malicious or that anyone was trying to confuse me, but just by the very nature of the sort of environment that I was in, I was subtly conditioned to believe that a, a husband needed to be this one way. Now, that being said, I actually believe that that is true. I do believe that men should be the spiritual leader. I do believe that they should lead their wife in prayer and, you know, that, that there should be, um, some biblical guidance from your husband. Like I, I agree with all those things. Problem is I wanted it yesterday. You know, I wanted it now. I didn't, I went into marriage thinking, okay, I'm married now. So now I have a spiritual leader and now I have this wise man who I should be able to look up to and who should lead me into a deeper relationship with God. And, um, and, and here, and in truth, I was married to 
you know, a, a 25 year old kid who was still figuring out what it even meant to be a man, never mind a leader who didn't really have a deep relationship with God. And yet I, and so then I just came down with all this shame and condemnation because I was so disappointed. Why are we not reading the Bible together? Why are we not praying together? Why don't you ever do this for me? And all that did was like reinforce his own, the enemy in his head, which was, you're never going to be a good spiritual leader. What are you doing? You're a fraud. You don't even know what you're doing. How are you ever supposed to lead her? You can't even lead yourself. You know, these are the things. And meanwhile, I'm like coming in and being an ally to the enemy, essentially, by reinforcing this, these lies with my own actions. And, and the truth was what I should have been doing is recognizing, hmm, I'm not an idiot. Like I know my husband's not being a good spiritual leader right now. I'm not saying we should all just shove our head in the stand. But instead of coming at my husband with, why aren't you doing this and nagging, or criticizing, shaming, begging, whatever your tricks are, instead of doing all of that, I just needed to be in prayer. I needed to go, hey, Lord, I see, I see that he's not living up to this calling that you put on men. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. But this is what I see. I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to be in my prayer closet. I'm going to be on my face before the Lord. I'm going to be, I'm going to be you know, like the widow and judges, like I'm going to be coming after God to deliver my husband into the man that I know he is called to be. And I'm going to let him walk that path. And that's the hard part, right? Because we have to be patient with the, what we have right now. And I'm telling you, I mean, the man that my husband was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, completely different man. Like, a hundred and eighty degree turn from the man that he was. And all of that growth and change happened almost organically once I stopped trying to force it. And I instead partnered with God instead of partnering with Satan. Because let's be really clear the moment we as wives start criticizing, condemning, shaming, nagging, complaining, being bitter, being an ice queen, withholding sex, withholding intimacy, mocking, teasing in public, because that's how we're getting our ego boost to like solve our hurt feelings. All those things are partnering with Satan. We're partnering with the enemy of our marriage, the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our legacy who wants to steal, kill and destroy it. Hey, Kingdom Mom. So we are actually going to stop this episode, but this conversation is actually far from over. We're going to be continuing it next week on next week's episode and several episodes after that. So if you loved it, be sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on those next few episodes. But also be sure to join us in the Mom Binder Masters Facebook group. There's tons of free training in there. And also be sure to grab your copy of the Wise Wife Blueprint. If you use the link that's in the show notes, you can actually get a signed copy by Natasha. Otherwise you can also find it on Amazon. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the kingdom mob podcast. Don't forget to check out our popular free training, how to put an end to what's stressing you at kingdom See you next time. Kingdom mom.